Hey, what's up everyone? It's Vish from Six Rings Canes coming at you after another uh, disappointing defeat for, for the Hurricanes. Um, falling to North Carolina 41-31. Um, this is part of our ex continued expanding coverage on the podcast-only content we're producing. So, I mean, if you're on this, you know where the podcast is. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure to subscribe to this feed. Continue to roll out content, not just um, football, but basketball's ramping up. Um, so definitely uh, look out for that. Um, but this will be about the uh, the Canes falling to North Carolina, forty one thirty one in Chapel Hill. Um, this is more of an instant reaction thing. We will uh, have the full Six Rings Canes show at eight thirty p.m. on Monday, October sixteenth. That is the date. Um, so. A lot, lot to unpack here. Um, I, I will just say this is an instant reaction thing, so I've not, you know, watched the rewatched the game, and I was at the game, and so, you know, there's certainly the possibility that I'm off on some things here. That's why we have the full show on Monday, a little bit more time to reflect. Um, you know, this was just a, a disappointing, um, disappointing performance um and and i really mean performance because you know after the uh georgia tech game there was a lot of concern in terms of what the uh the mentality would be and i thought the mentality was fine and the team came out and played you know focused i will say i won't say well because of the number of mistakes which we're gonna get to in a minute but there was not like a hangover um the team was ready to play um unfortunately you know just collapsed under uh, a wave of mistakes can't lose the turnover battle the way that it technically was four turnovers to, to none but you know the last interception the last play of the game didn't really matter but you know the three to nothing is is was probably the deciding factor um that and just a complete collapse of uh the canes defense just inopportune times of not making plays and they need to be made or making huge errors and as a recipe for a loss, um, and you know, if you we, if you look through this this game, there were ample opportunities that the Canes either failed to take advantage of, or um, flatly just just you know gave North Carolina opportunities, and you know, North Carolina is just way too good of a team for that. So. Um, yeah, well, I mean, let's 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 get into some detail here. Obviously, like the focus is always going to be on the quarterback, and Tyler Van Dyke's numbers are are strong: thirty-one for forty-eight, three ninety-one, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, he actually has a higher QBR than Drake May in this game, but just um, couple of couple of things, and I and I think you know the negativity around his performance is probably being exaggerated a bit. I think he was fine. And I don't think Fine was good enough in this game. And Fine wasn't good enough because there were mistakes across the board, which which I'm going to get into. But certainly he looked to Restrepo probably a little bit too much. Um, I know there are other receivers that, that they were open that he could have hit. But, you know, there's people open on every play in football. So it's easy for us to say, hey, look, he's forced it here. He's forced it there. And that's why I said specifically locking in on Restrepo probably a little bit too much. You're always gonna miss open receivers. Like that's just the reality of football. You're not gonna see them. You're not gonna get there in your progression. But there's no way you should be locked in on Restrepo that much. And really, the disappointing thing is, it wasn't just that he was kind of locked in on Restrepo. Is that 
Um, you know, a lot of these were very short yardage plays. I mean, Restrepo has 11 catches and not even 100 yards is pretty uh, uh, is pretty egregious. Um, and and so you, you really gotta kind of make sure he's going through his progressions, which again he did late in the game. You can argue it was garbage time, but he started to spread around a lot more the last couple of drives. Um, with that said, you know, he had some really good throws as well. Again, the four touchdowns. Um, and he seems to just do better throwing more down the field, which is, you know, because we did a lot of dink and dunk here. A lot of, I would say, wasted plays, in fact. Um, so, it, yeah, it would be interesting to see, you know, if we do more vertical throwing in, in the next few games. Because that, that does appear to be where his strengths are. Um with that said, that was not nearly the only problem, um, and uh, we'll get to the defense in a minute, which is certainly a massive reason why the Canes lost this game, but let's stick with the offense for now, so, you know, TVD, primary culprit there, but also just the the fumble going into the end zone was just, you know, you can't have that, um, it was it was Parrish's first fumble at Miami, it was at the worst possible time, he's going into the end zone to tie the game up in the first quarter, and he... He fumbles. Um, and then, you know, Matt Lee, grad transfer, um, or is he a grad transfer, whatever, senior, captain, has been so good all year. Just, all of a sudden, you know, the snaps the, started to go off target, and one was fumbled. Somehow we don't fall on it, probably because it was between uh, Parrish and TVD, and they were both kind of reaching for it and knocked it out of each other's hands. Um, that was when the Canes were driving to take the lead back in the third quarter after right after UNC had taken the lead. I mean, that was an opportunity there to immediately hit back. And it, it was a it was a night of things like that. Couldn't string two and three good plays together and so could never really when we were playing well capitalize on that scoreboard wise. And then obviously when we weren't, that's when it really um that's when it really blew up in our face. Um the other thing offensively that was you know, unexpected, could not run the football. 27 carries, 91 yards, 3.4 per carry. Um, it was mostly Parrish. Uh, he had 13 carries. Cheney had five. AJ Allen had two. Um, yeah, could not, for whatever reason, could not, could not run the football. And, and coming in, I thought the Canes would be able to run the football, which would be the huge... Uh, differentiator and how they win this game and instead it was it was not it was all it was all it was all passing and and that was not a recipe for success Tyler Van Dyke got hit a ton um and yeah that that kind of bogged the offense down and and had two quarters where they didn't score 31 points came across the the second and fourth quarters um and then losing the up the third quarter twenty one nothing was obviously the deciding quarter. Um, but if you look at this, like the Canes could not break out in the running game, and they really needed to to keep UNC off the field to keep the defense fresh. And the exact opposite happened. Um, speaking of the defense, though, whew, I mean this was this was this was a pretty. Um, rough performance and the reason I say say that I mean we've certainly seen worse from this program like they didn't hit the magic 600 mark that uh the golden mark D'Onofrio defenses seem to hit regularly but you know there there were mistakes left and right um critical plays where um where they needed to uh 
to make a make something happen and 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 didn't and um and you know starting right with the first drive it was it was third and goal from the 18 and they let North Carolina throw a touchdown pass and it looked like again this happened several times in this game it did really look like there was some form of of confusion defensively because the Canes you know again it was it was fourth and it was third and goal for the 18 uh, they rushed you know there was three men and somehow there's no one covering the back ends of Decorey Couch got beat when he had outside leverage on an inside slam, but you, you, you gotta think that, you know, they're supposed to be safety help, I don't know what happened there, but that's one where you gotta get off the field, like, you gotta force the field goal, that's a touchdown, um, and then, you know, in the second half, there's a lot of stuff that, that went on, third and goal, third and 23 from the 33-yard line, you let them throw a touchdown, like, you can't do that. Um, obviously coming out in the second half, the Canes led 17-14, and it's uh, third down, and, and got beat over the top and, and made a holding penalty to extend the drive, and then got beat over the top again for the touchdown that um, put the uh, Tar Heels ahead for good, frankly, at that point. didn't realize that was the case, but at that point it was 21-17. Um, um, yeah, it was it's just explosive play after explosive play after explosive play that they keep giving up and you know even in the in the first half um after it was 14 to 7 the Canes had fought back despite all these mistakes despite fumbling despite giving up a touchdown on third and goal from the 18 the Canes had fought back to take the lead um you know the first three plays of that UNC drive they get the ball off a touchback it's a 12 yard run it's a 14 yard run it's a 20 yard run like they're at the Miami twenty nine, just three hand after three handoffs. You can't you can't do that. That was terrible red defense. And UNC ran all over the Miami Hurricanes, who came in with the number one rush defense in the country, and that is certainly not going to be the case now. Giving up two hundred and thirty five yards on the ground, and that is despite a, a litany of sacks and which count as minus run plays. It was it was brutal, um, and could not make stops, could not get off the field in key situations, and, and obviously the offense did not help at all. The the third quarter meltdown we're going to get to in a minute, because that was just a team-wide meltdown, but, you know, there were opportunities there. There was Gidry making an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, whatever you feel about that call. It did feel like, you know, the ref was trying to get involved there on, on a fourth-and-one situation, but... Um, you know, it was one of those, another one of those things where, like, what is even going on here? Um, the penalties greatly favored Miami. Um, so it wasn't a situation where the refs were, like, you know, slanted against the Canes. They called several, I mean, they were obvious penalties, but they called several holding calls on UNC. Um, and, you know, so you certainly couldn't, couldn't look to the officials and say they were one-sided against Miami. It was, it was the Canes doing it to themselves. Um, and that the defense's inability to get off the field on on third down was big. Their inability to stop the run, and then you know most importantly probably is I would say the 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 de- the defense just way too many explosive plays. We saw this last week against uh, Georgia Tech at the end of the game, obviously, but really throughout, and and we saw it again here. Um, could not could not get off the field, and and they need to be able to do that. Um, 
in these critical situations. There there are situations where um, where you need your your defense to step up and make plays, and and they they just couldn't do it, and and just you know at inopportune times, just giving up big plays. And um, all right, let's let's talk about it because I don't know what happened at halftime, but that that um, third quarter performance is one of the worst performances I've ever seen. I mean, just just I mean, you're gonna look through it: touchdown for UNC, and then fumble for the Canes. Defense held up there and forced a punt, interception on the next play, touchdown. That was the uh, one that was um, that was uh, third third and. 23 from the 33 and let him throw a touchdown punt another touchdown and it is 35 to 17 like that um quarter ended with the canes having the ball fourth and 10 on in unc territory they immediately you know missed the fourth down to open the fourth quarter unc came down kicked a field goal and it was 38 17 that that's a run of 24 points in a row um and and so much of it was avoidable in that in that situation. Obviously, that bleeds into the fourth quarter for the missed on downs and the last field goal. But really, you know, the first the first drive just to allow them to come out in the second half and hit vertically, um, um, you know, it's not it's tough because you know the Canes do have some weaknesses in the back end and do have some weaknesses in the linebacker that you can exploit it, but. You know, getting hit over the top, and then the offense did respond, start moving the ball. They'd moved it into UNC territory, um, and it was a first down at the UNC 41. The, the Canes were marching down the field, and and then there's the uh, the, the fumble snap, or, and it was, a, it was a poor snap from Matt Lee, who was obviously very upset when he got to the bench, but... Um, you know, that's just you don't expect that from your seniors in that situation. And and to the defensive credit, the one time they did hold up was there. They forced a punt, and then TVD threw what was by far his worst pass of the game. Just forced it into that. Didn't see the underneath linebacker forced it into him. But then the defense again with the holding penalties on on um, on UNC had had an opportunity to to get off the field. It was it was. It was uh, third and twenty at the at the twenty at the thirty three yard line for UNC, and and you let them throw a thirty three yard touchdown pass, which, you know, just again not acceptable. And and after the end of last game, Gidry said he should have put pressure. I mean, there were multiple times in long yardage here where he did not do that, and and UNC scored touchdowns. So I mean, I think. You know, on the other hand, if you put pressure, you expose yourself to giving up the bigger plays. But he's doing it anyway on these third and longs around the inside the thirty, inside the twenty. Um, and you gotta wonder, not that he's conceptually wrong to not bring pressure, but if this Kane secondary can hold up because these were situations where May had forever to throw, and and he he did. Um, and then the Canes came back with probably their worst, least inspiring. Uh, uh, drive of the game where you just, you know, punted on three plays and the defense is back out there again. At this point, the defense is just wearing down and in North Carolina went to the running game um, and just just pounded it out. Um, and, you know, another third down, third and ten on this drive. They hit their tight end for 30 yards. It's just, the Canes just absolutely could not 
make stops and um, you know it's frustrating because these are third and ten, third and goal from the eighteen, third and twenty. You got to get off the field there, and the Canes just didn't do it over and over and over again. And yeah, then the Canes moved the ball down across midfield to the UNC forty four, and and you know could not um, could not could not convert that into anything. So it's just. And then, of course, UNC drove down for that field goal, like I said, to go up by uh, 21 points at the time. And it was one of those games where, you know, it it, it, it escalated quickly. That that third quarter just meltdown was just... It's one, one of those things you're going you know, to wonder what happened, wonder what happened in the locker room. And it is, it is frustrating um, from a Miami standpoint there because did did some things good... Um, and really, it was one of those situations where the mistakes overwhelmed the good things the Canes did. But just coming out of this game, I would say, you know, the high-level summary is way, way, way too many mistakes. Critical penalties, critical turnovers. I lost the turnover rail officially 4 nothing, functionally 3 nothing. Um Number two is TVD just didn't... didn't... wasn't sharp. Again, I think is... I think the negativity around him is going to continue to grow, but I don't think it's all warranted. I mean, he's, we're saying he lotted on receivers, which, which is specifically Strapo, which is true. But I also, I mean, look, he, he, he made, he threw four touchdowns. It wasn't all, you know, negatives. And so I think to say like he lost this game or something is pretty ridiculous. Um, the defense gave up too many chunk plays and too many long yardage third down conversions and and that's a recipe for a loss and and the Canes did that now what does it mean from here well I mean look it's not pretty but um Miami is still um you know six games left um they're 0-2 in the ACC so that's not good they're in last place (laughs) or we're tied for last there are some 0-3 teams and so they're not they're not technically last, but um, yeah, there's still six games left. It's, we talked we've been talking about it's not an easy schedule because you still got you got Clemson next week, then Virginia, at NC State, at Florida State, Louisville, um, and then at BC. So it's it's not not going to get any easier from here. And so from McCain's standpoint, um, you know they got to keep. They got to keep playing, and, you know, they recovered well, I would say, from the Georgia Tech loss in terms of how they came out. They, they need to do that again. I think, you know, the the question is, last week when I did this same thing, and again, this is a regular feature now, we'll, we'll have some Sunday morning reactions after the games. Um, you know, the, there was a question around, you know, I said I still think it's a good team that made a huge egregious error at the end of a game, this time we did not look like a good team. What I mean by that, in addition to the mistakes, is just you know this is the first time this year where the other teams just like they're they're whipping us, especially in the third quarter, and that that is how you lose games, and that is how you um, you know lose multiple games. Um, so you know, guys somehow strengthen the run defense. I don't know how that happens. Canes are very much missing Akeem Mesidor. That showed up big time today, and then the secondary. I mean, they're just. Don't seem to be able to cover well. Um, the safeties have been disappointing. You know, some of these plays you expect them to make. Um, and, 
Yeah, we'll see. You know, it's and it's almost harder to get up off the mat after this game because as bad as the uh, end of the Georgia Tech game was, overall you're feeling like, oh man, we blew that. I need to, I need to, uh, you know, let's see if we can give that another shot type of thing. In this instance, this feels a lot like you know you start doubting yourselves type of situation. So. We'll certainly see how the Canes respond next week. The one thing I will say, though, is, you know, we, we, we start comparing to, to last year's team. 38-17, to 17, you know, having given up 24 consecutive points, there's no way last year's team fights the way this team did in the fourth quarter. And they gave it a go, you know, two touchdowns, um, and obviously threw an interception on a desperation heave into the end zone at the end. Um, but they, they kind of kept fighting and, and actually again the defense finally make a big play after the first touchdown cut it to 14 you know it was the Canes needed to get off the field and and get a three and out on second and nine again UNC's just trying to work the clock giving up a 60 yard run on a play where you know they're running really disappointing there and then that obviously led to a field goal which um which you know Put the put them up three scores again, and the Canes ultimately were down two scores at the end instead of one score at the end. But they fought back for another touchdown. Nice throw to to Burchard on the deep ball, and you know we're in a position to throw the ball into the end zone um, at the end to essentially cut it to a one possession game. So you got to think, you know, if the field goal didn't happen, there's additional time left as well. Um, but again, the Canes, the story of this game was they couldn't string positive things together. But, you know, they did keep fighting to the end. Um, last year's team, I, I don't think, does that. And I think with the game at 38-17, it very quickly becomes 52-17 to uh, last year. They just collapsed instead. The, the Canes did keep fighting. And maybe there's something to take from that. I don't know. Because they got to come out next week and, and you know, Clemson and... and you know, be focused, play hard. The mistakes, I mean, it was it was a slop fest. Um, and so that obviously is something that needs to get better. Um, and so we'll, we'll see. And hopefully, um, I mean, hopefully they get up off the mat. You got to, you got to worry about a little bit about the psyche of the team, but if anything, you know, the way the fourth quarter went, it's a positive because this game was over and they didn't they didn't treat it that way. They kept fighting and again, last year we saw a lot of quitting. So I, I think, you know, there's there's maybe some silver lining there. Also, I mean you can't really do this, but you take away some of these mistakes, some of these like high pro- high probability of success plays that the Canes didn't make in terms of you know, first and goal from the one, fumbling, um, and not scoring. And then next play, Ruben made a big hit on Drake May. Should have been, you'd think it's a safety or even a touchdown because the ball came loose instead. You know, UNC actually advances the ball. Um, there's those those types of plays. You know, Matt Lee's probably not going to have as bad a snapping game the rest of his life as he did there, um, which also, in addition to the fumble, he was off on some other snaps. Um you know, that's a situation where you're driving, you're on the edge of field or edge at the very least, and so you expect to at least get three points, and instead, you know, don't. Um, you know, third and goal from the 18, third and 20 from the 33, 
you know, a lot of third and tens. UNC was strong on third down all night, but it wasn't that many third and shorts, and I think that's that's the big thing, right? UNC was 6 of 16 on third down, but hit so many third and medium, third and longs that, you know, you're, the Canes put themselves in possession to get off the field and could not do it. So, in a way, that's, you know, got to be cleaned up. In a way, that's positive because they might be closer to success than would appear from getting kind of pushed around here um but yeah we'll see Clemson is is not the Clemson of years past but they're certainly formidable and and not someone that you know it's really going to be expected that that the Canes just push around they also coming off a bye week um but you know we'll, we'll see we'll see how the uh the Canes respond. That game is 8 p.m. on Saturday on ACC Network. Again, we're going to continue to roll out more content like this, which is podcast only. Um, some immediate reactions to games, both both football, as I mentioned, basketball is coming up around the corner, so we'll be doing that as well. And, um, yeah, stick with the Six Rings Cane show across the board. Um We'll have, we'll have your Kane sports covered when baseball season comes around as well. We're not that far away from that. Scrimmaging has started there as well. So there's a lot going on on this podcast feed as we do a lot of podcast-only content. So make sure you're subscribed here. We'll have the full show on YouTube and, and on this feed, of course, uh, on Monday at 8.30 um, on the 5 Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Um, and then... Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Hopefully, the team is is you know ready to go for Clemson. We'll have Mario's press conferences and stuff on Monday, and we can, you know, get get a look in at the psyche of the team. Hopefully, um, Ruben Bain very upset after the game. Um, and you know, we'll see we'll see how galvanizing some of this is. Um, I I just I I do worry now about both the worried about both things now, you know, can the team respond, um, and then also, you know, where's the, where, where, are they, are we actually even good, but, you know, overall, it's just another, it's another road loss for the, for the Canes, um, and it is 0-2 in the ACC, so, I mean, any dreams of Charlotte are dead, which I think seems absurd to say after the last two weeks. But you know, at four zero, there was optimism. It's it's not going to get to ten and two, which would kind of be a minimum to uh to get to Charlotte. But there's still stuff to play for, and again, there's six games left. If you can win, you know, four to five of them, which is a big chore given the uh, schedule. You know, that's that's still a good season, and in, in a in a season where you're trying to like lay some anchors down, so these next six games are very important. Um, and and yeah, on the Clemson, 8 p.m. ACC Network next Saturday at Hard Rock Stadium. Um, again, check out the weekly show 8:30 um, on Monday nights, every night, um, and buckets as well this week on uh, on on a uh, Thursday night. Um, as we get we're only a few weeks out from uh, hoops starting uh, formally. If you did not hear it, we interviewed Katie Meyer last week. It's on this feed. She's always a great interview, so check that out. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll find out something about these canes now. We're gonna find out if they're able to once again mentally get off the mat and recover here, or whether they're they're kind of you know down for the count. Um, with that said, again, 
subscribe, stay tuned to the podcast channel and the uh, and the um and the YouTube channel as well. And uh, we'll be back Monday at eight thirty with a full breakdown myself, DJ, Jazz, Blue, the whole crew there, and we'll try to, you know, make some sense of what we're seeing, where the season's going and, and where we go from here. But you know, this is this is Vish, Six Rings Kane show, signing off from Chapel Hill.